In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We spend a lot of time in this pulpit talking about God's grace to sinners. That our spiritual salvation and the assurance that we have of heaven come not by our own good works, not by our sincerity or our authenticity, not by our obedience to a moral code. All of those things surely have a very real sense of human goodness about them. But all of them also are surely sullied before a holy God uh, by our own inherent uh, sinful nature. And yet salvation and eternal hope uh, are indeed freely and lovingly given as an act of God's gracious mercy. It is accomplished uh, through the complete and atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross and given to us uh, by faith. And that is the message that we return to each week. And we have lots of reasons uh, why we go back and go back uh, to that message. And yet, uh, there are plenty of folks in God's church, uh, different pockets of God's church, that um, they really fear the gospel. Or maybe it's better said that they fear the freedom which the gospel offers. They are sure that if you just tell people outright that that their uh, obedience doesn't uh, secure or even influence their salvation, well, they're just going to take that and run off to wild living and uh, sort of just craziness. Uh, They're going to cheapen God's grace. They're going to presume on His forgiveness. And so... Sort of with that fear of immoral license, these folks will pull out the passage that we have uh, from our epistle uh, reading this morning to St. James. And they'll say, see, see, we are, it says right here, we are to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Well, there are uh, others in the church who consider themselves really to be quite grateful uh, for the gospel message. But, you know... Uh, They've grown up now, uh, and they have uh, matured in Christ. And it's uh, time that they suppose to move from uh, milk, you know, sort of early things. Now they want the meat. Just uh, teach me, they say, teach me what to do. The first group fears the gospel, but this second group uh, looks past the gospel uh, to spiritual maturity. Just tell me now what I'm supposed to do. Teach me how to be a doer. Of the word and not a hearer only. Well, there is even a, a third group, another group in the church, sometimes, may, may, maybe, maybe not, uh, faithful in attendance. Uh, they don't fear the gospel, uh, and yet they don't really look past the gospel. They're just simply apathetic uh, to the gospel. Uh, they don't want to get caught up in all the theological arguments about uh, moral depravity, substitutionary atonement, things like that. Uh, they just, uh, that all seems sort of confusing, uh, divisive, maybe depressing. This could be uh, the, the growing uh, SBNR group. You know about that group, the spiritual but not religious group. You know, I don't want to listen to all that, uh, they say. And, and they too may call on James. And say, you know, I just, I just want to be a good person. You know, I just want to be a doer. Uh, of the word. 
So three very different uh, perspectives. One's uh, fearful that the gospel will create immoral license. One is looking past the gospel for uh, spiritual maturity. Uh, One is apathetic toward the gospel in favor of their own goodness. And maybe more groups than that. We'll just stick to those three. Uh, All in a sense very different from one another, and yet we can reasonably imagine each one appealing to James's admonition be doers of the word and not hearers only. Well, I want to offer to you this morning that the people who read this passage and think that Christian obedience is somehow placed at odds with the gospel of God's grace to sinners, that they have completely misread James. Now, there is, there is no question that St. James wants the Christians that, that he is writing to to live lives of holiness. And uh, by association, that's what he wants for all of us as well, and, and well he should. But James does not put a Christian's moral behavior or uh, Christian obedience at odds with the gospel, but he puts the two uh, in proper relationship to one another. And here's what I mean. The first thing to note is that James is writing to Christians. They've heard and received the gospel message by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And yet in their various uh, Christian communities, their churches, uh, and, and their surrounding areas where they're living, uh, they, have, they are experiencing tremendous uh, persecution for their faith. And that persecution is causing stress. And that stress is leading to uh, infighting and division within the Christian church. And so James is calling them to lives of holiness in the midst of conflict. Calling them to bless one another. Calling them to bear witness to their persecutors. But he is not calling them to live holy lives as a means of procuring salvation. Now, as we come to the text, James is exhorting us uh, to be slow to anger, uh, to put away all filthiness and wickedness, and to receive again the Word of God. And you can understand his concern, given all of the rancor uh, that is going on in the churches. Be doers of the Word, he says, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And so he gives this example, this illustration. He says, anyone who is a hearer of the word only and not a doer is like a man who looks in the mirror and goes away forgetting what he looks like. Let's think about that. Why do you look in the mirror? Well, you look in the mirror to see what needs changing. Your hair is, is a mess. You got some lipstick on your teeth. Doesn't happen to me very often. But you know, you see, you see that you need to make some adjustments. And if you, if you went away without making any, any adjustments, that, that, that just wouldn't make any sense. The assumption is when you look in the mirror that you're going to take that information and you are going to apply it for your own benefit and perhaps for the benefit of others. So in the same way, 
according to that assumption, says James, that whoever looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, then he will be blessed in his doing. Now we see the word law. And we immediately think of the law of Moses, the law of what we are to do in order to fulfill the standard that God has set for us. And because we have preached here for so long that we can't do the law and we need the gospel, then we just sort of start start breaking out in hives when we hear James use the words doer and law in the same breath. But James isn't being difficult. Uh, He is not being legalistic. He says that We Christians are to look into the perfect law. That is the finished law, the fulfilled law, the law that has already been accomplished. And in case we miss that, he says it's the law of liberty, the law of our freedom. So James is actually exhorting us to look at Jesus Christ to stare deeply into the freedom that we have been given in the gospel of God's grace and love for undeserving sinners. And so even in the epistle of James, what has been done for us in Christ always comes prior to what we are to do for Christ. You might ask, why is it the law of liberty? It's because our freedom was set in stone when the stone was rolled away. Maybe you're still not convinced. So let's ask, what is it, what is this word that we are to be doers of? What is the word that we are to be doers of? Certainly it is the word of God. And certainly within the word of God, there are plenty of moral imperatives But the Word of God also says that we are sinners who will not keep the law. And we are therefore desperately in need of a Savior. We just look at today's Gospel lesson. For example, Jesus says it's out of the hearts of uh, men that uh, come evil thoughts and murder and sexual immorality, uh, envy and slander, and on and on He goes. These are what defile a person. Jesus says. That's what the Word of God says. And the Word says that in His great love and mercy, God has given us the Savior that we need. He's given us a substitute to take our guilt away, to take the guilt of our sins upon Himself. And that substitute is in fact His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what the Word says. And the Word calls us to put our uh, faith solely in Him and in His work. So friends, be doers of the Word and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. See, James knows that when a sinner peers into the gospel of grace, into the reality of God's great and unmerited love, that he or she is going to see two simultaneous truths. First, that we are unholy naturally. And that we are naturally deserving God's holy judgment. And at the same time, that God loves us, and He has declared us to be holy through Christ and in Christ. 
And what James knows is that when those two truths come together, the result in our lives is awe and humility and love. Love for the God who is mighty to save. Because just any, any other reaction, anything else just doesn't make sense. And James also knows that what naturally flows out of that love is a desire to live a life that pleases the Lord who first loved us. Life won't be lived perfectly. But James doesn't say that we will, we will be saved in our doing. He says we will be blessed. And we will be blessed in our doing. But we see that we cannot be doers of the Word without the Gospel. And there is no reason to fear Gospel freedom because it's actually the Gospel that creates holiness in the lives of sinners. And there's no reason to look past the Gospel for spiritual maturity because it's actually in returning to the Gospel that we are shaped by the Holy Spirit. And there's certainly no reason to be apathetic towards the gospel because we cannot be truly good or spiritual without it. Not long ago, I was with my son Thomas. He's five. And I offered him a a bottle of water. I said, here you go, buddy. And and he was sort of being silly. And he said, yeah, thanks, Dad. I'm going to be tough. And I'm going to drink water. Because being tough, tough guys drink water, and so I'm a tough guy, and I'm going to drink water. Oh, Dad, can you open this for me? When we peer into the law of liberty, the gospel of grace, we're going to come away like Thomas. The desire to be one thing, and a joyful recognition that we are not that thing. And that in that tension, we need our Father. That's what the Word says. And so, friends, be doers of the Word, and not hearers only. Amen.